God is good. God is good all the time. Yes, he is. I uh, told Brother Ken when he when his assistant moved, his associate moved away or whatever, if I could help him, I would do it. And uh, I'm not uh, begging, I'm just offering. I said more than one time when I was pastoring for so long that uh, one of the worst things, and you pastors that are sitting here tonight probably know this, one of the worst things that you can do as a pastor or a minister is to listen to yourself all the time. Sometimes you need to, it's all right to hear somebody else. You can get in, and, and I'm saying this from experience, you can get to the point that you preaching for yourself more than the congregation if you're not very careful. And, and, and he's not doing that. I'm just saying that can be done. And, and you know, you don't, don't take this as offense or anything like that. But it's times that we can, we can preach something until we just about believe it ourselves unless somebody else comes along and straightens us out. And I've, I've had it happen to me more than one time. Tonight is prayer time. And, uh, excuse me, there's nothing more important than prayer in the life of a Christian. There's nothing that um, aggravates the devil any more than prayer. And to see a child of God on their knees talking to the Lord. That's one thing he doesn't want to see. He wants us to never have time for prayer. I remember years ago, and I'll read a scripture here in a moment. I told Brother Ken, I said, Lord, I had these scriptures before you preached this morning, so you'll have to forgive me. But I remember years ago, I was wanting something from the Lord, and I need, it, was, it, it was for the good of me. It was not a selfish want. I wasn't asking a miss. I was asking for something that would help me a closer walk with him. And, and I have put out fleeces more than one time in serving the Lord. I don't know whether any of you have done this a lot, not, but I put out a fleece to, to try the Lord to see if it's going to work. And I was working on the farm at the time, and Arlene was working at GE. And uh, that day, that, that morning, somehow or another, after she'd gone to work and I'd gone to the field, I decided to come back to the house take the telephone off the hook, as before cell phones, thank God, take the telephone off the hook, go in the bedroom, close the door, got on my knees by the bed, and Brother Bob, I told the Lord, I said, I'm staying here until I get an answer. I said, it may take minutes, it may take hours, it may take a day or two, but I'm going to stay in this room with that door closed until I get an answer. And when I guess the Lord saw that I really meant business, the prayer was answered inside of an hour. Sometimes we have to be persistent with him, but he can read the heart and know if it's fake or if it's real. He knows when we're in earnest with him and talking to him. And over in Philippians chapter 4, verse verse. Uh, Four through nine, I believe it is. Philippians chapter four, yes. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. 
And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, there's that peace word again, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, oh, I love this next verse, but before I read it, let me back up to verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, in everything. Now, I'm just talking to you tonight. I'm not preaching. I'm talking to you. In everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, determination and begging and making sure, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. <laughs> Wayne, are we ever guilty, and I know I am sometimes, are we ever guilty of going to the Lord in prayer and the first thing we do is, Lord, do this, do that, or give me this, or give me that. I had a, we had a state overseer years ago, and I've told some of you about this, but I'll tell you again for the ones that didn't hear it. His name was J.E. Brisson. He came here because the overseer that was supposed to come at the time got, uh, had to go somewhere else, and they had to make some shuffling, and he came out of general headquarters and came to the state of Virginia for a while and was our overseer. He had traveled all over the world because he had been a general secretary out of, out of headquarters, and uh, he, he knew the other countries. He'd been to most of the other countries where we have churches. And he came over here one Sunday morning to preach uh, for me in, in, in this side, preached over here, and I know Sister Francis was there, and naturally remembers who I'm talking about. He's retired now, lives in North Carolina. But uh, he got up and he said, I want to suggest something. He said, this is about our prayer. He said, we take, we take minutes and minutes and time and time and time um, telling the Lord what we want. Says we, we start our services a lot of times and said we go over and over and over and over on, on prayer, prayer, prayer about this. He said, in all the countries I visited, he said, I didn't hear this. He said, these people were so happy to know about the Lord and to have the Lord and to have the experience of the Lord in their lives and to be able to come together and worship that when they got together and started a prayer, it was all thanking the Lord for everything he had done and says they didn't ask him for anything. So there's no nation on earth probably that has as much as we have and begs the Lord for as much more to go with what we already have. Am I right or wrong, folks? Anybody with me on this? Anybody with me on this? We have, we have everything tonight that we really need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why don't you want anything? Because I don't want anything he doesn't want me to have. He's given me everything I want. And, and if it's things tonight out there that he thinks I need, he can give them to me. He's given me much more than I have to have. And I'm so thankful for that tonight, aren't you? But 
in thanksgiving. Come to him. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you, God. And Brother Brisson said, go through your whole prayer and thank the Lord for all the blessings, for your family, for your church, for all the things, for food and water and clothes. Thank you, Lord. I got up this morning. I can see. I can hear. I can eat. I know who I am. Thank you, Lord, for all of this. At the end of that, he says, do a P.S. on it. P.S., Lord, answer this request or this prayer, if you would, please. You know what it is and answer that. Now, I've thought about that every time since then. And, yes, I ask for prayer. I'm, not, I'm guilty of doing the same thing. But we have more tonight probably than any nation on earth. And we have so much to be thankful for. Let's thank the Lord. What a, a building. We have a church building here tonight to come into to worship. The thing is paid for. Some of my earlier years of pastoring, I had to get up sometimes and, and wonder how we was going to pay the light bill. We didn't even have a furnace. We had a wood stove. We didn't have a furnace. I was wondering how we're going to pay the light bill at $6.49 a month or something like that. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Thank God he has prospered us, but this is a giving church. You just heard it a while ago. You can't outgive God. He will win every time on that deal. And so we're thankful tonight for what God has done. But let's thank him for what he's done and let him know that we praise him before we make our request known unto him. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are gossip, whatsoever things are untrue, what's you got the wrong scripture up there, Kenan. Yeah. You got the right one up there. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, ain't no gossip in this thing. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were careful but lacked opportunity. And he goes on to talk in this chapter, and I'm no, I don't have time to go into that tonight. One other scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. If you have trouble keeping Galatians and Ephesians and Galatians and all of them separated, just say General Electric Power Company and you got them all right there. G-E-P-C. Chapter 6 in Ephesians. Finally, my brethren, in verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. When I get on my knees to pray tonight, I'll have no problem with you. You are flesh and you are blood. And I'm flesh and blood. The only flesh I might have problems with is my own self. Not yours. Not yours. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I can't help every time I read that but think of old Daniel. And how many times have we gone over that? I wonder sometimes what we would do with our Daniel and the lion's den, the three Hebrew children and all this stuff. But Daniel, as you know, had a need from the Lord. And he went to the Lord about it. He didn't get the answer. He didn't get the answer. So he said, and I'm paraphrasing this in the 10th chapter. He said, I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I didn't do anything for three weeks, for 21 days. Am I right? 21 days, he said, nothing. I'm fasting. No bread came in my mouth. No food came into my body. I'm fasting to get my prayer answered. And finally, on the end of the third week, somebody appeared to him, a man appeared to him, and the description of this man is about exactly the same description that John the Revelator gives in Revelations. You know who that was. Jesus, apparently, you know, he did a whole lot of things in the Old Testament that we don't give him credit for. But he did a lot of things. He got in the, he got in the fiery furnace. He got in all these things. And, and so, because, and, and he wrestled with Jacob all night. Just, Jacob didn't wrestle with an angel. We preached it maybe sometime or another, but the Bible said he wrestled with a man. And this man had the power to change his name, had the power to throw his hip, throw ahead, all kinds of power. Nobody could have done that except something divine. And it sure won the Holy Ghost and sure won God the Father. So it had to be the Son. And he was there wrestling with Jacob. But nevertheless, that's all. That's another story another time. But this man told him, he said, Daniel, from the first day your prayer was heard. I got it. I got it the first day. But I was detained. I was held up by the prince of Persia who is the devil, the enemy of our soul. That's the devil. Come on. He said, I was held up by him. You mean that could hold up a prayer getting through to Jesus and him to us? Yes, because the devil rules the principalities, the powers of this world. He is ruling it tonight. And when we get down to pray, we got to pray through that mess. We got to pray through that and get to the glory world. It's more than just saying a prayer that reaches the roof tonight, but God help us some way, somehow to get a hold of him enough that we can get our prayer all the way through the principalities of powers and all the things in this world. And yes, there are demons and devils out there trying to stop everything we do. He is working. He is working. against spiritual wickedness in high places. In fact, we've got them working right here in the United States of America. They may be in some people, never mind. I wish some people would get a job and go to work. You want to figure that out or you want me to write a sentence up here for you? I wonder who feeds them, who clothes them, who walls them. Yeah, never mind, devil. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Skip down to verse 18. 
praying always with all prayer and supplication. There's those words again. In the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The peace of God that we have in our hearts tonight should give us the understanding, the wisdom, and the go-to some way or another to get hold of God every once in a while so we can feel and know that he's on the other end. We used to sing an old song, and we don't sing that thing anymore. I don't reckon it's got about five or six verses in it, and sometimes you get tired of singing. Called the Royal Telephone. Anybody ever heard it? Central's never busy, always on the line. You may hear from heaven at almost any time. Tis a royal service, free for one and all. When you get in trouble, give this royal line a call. Does anybody ever, every once in a while, something happen? You say, Lord, help me, before you know what you're saying. Lord, help me. My Lord, how did this happen? God can change so many things for us tonight if we'll let him. I want to read something to you and close my part of this and give us time to pray and maybe have a prayer to pray for each other uh, if, if we need to tonight. Many of you have heard this. I know that. But uh, I think it's, it's worth uh, reading again. This is who you're praying to. S.M. Lockridge wrote this. It's titled, That's My King. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going to pray tonight to someone that can't be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. I'm going to pray to somebody tonight that has all power somebody that is able to answer prayers. You've got, you've got prayer cards, no doubt, uh, in your pocket or, or holding them in your hand tonight. I don't think many people would bother to fill these out if they weren't serious about it. And I think if they take the time to fill them out, we could take the time to pray about them. I, t I told, I think, Brother Ken, Brother Randy, maybe before church, that I usually take these home with me and lay them on my dresser, and when I have my prayer time, then I can pray these and uh, I have if if you make a habit of trying to and, and habits sometimes are hard to, to make or hard and, and easy to break but I try to make it a habit every morning when I get up the first thing that I do the very first thing that I do is go to the Lord in prayer the first thing that I do I want to do it before I get tied up in anything else before my mind gets off on anything, before I hear anything else, before I turn on a TV, before I eat a bite. As you all know, my healthy breakfast of a diet Mountain Dew and four peanut butter crackers is my breakfast. And before I take those, I want to talk to the Lord. I'm not telling you this tonight for any For any comments to me about anything but I go to the Lord and I thank him for all the blessings that he's given me for the house that I lived in for the night's sleep he's given me I thank him for everything that I can think of that he's done at that time and it's a blanket thing maybe and I thank him for my family I call every one of them by name 
call every one of them by name. You say he knows them. I know he does. But I believe the widow lady kept going to him over and over until she got an answer to her prayer. And so I call them all by name. And if there's needs in their life that I know about that's come up, I ask him to take care of them. I call these, this couple here by name in prayer and their children because he's my pastor. He watches for my soul. You say, well, you a whole lot older than he is. You've been pastoring long than he is. No, he's my pastor. He's my pastor, and I respect that. And then I go get in the church, and the people, the request and the needs, and those that are out in the community that we know about, Brother David, we pray for those people. You say that's kind of redundant. I really don't think so. I think it's something we need every day. Here's who I'm praying to tonight, and you too. My king was born king. The Bible says he's a seven-way king. He's the king of the Jews, that's an ethnic king. He's the king of Israel, that's a national king. He's the king of righteousness, he's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven, he's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. Well, I wonder if you know him. Do you know him? Don't try to mislead me. Do you really know my king? David said, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. My king is the only one of whom there are no means of measure that can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of the shore of his supplies. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincerely insincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's the center savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's honest. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the grandest idea in literature. That's my king. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. He is the fundamental doctrine of his historic theology. He's the carnal necessity of spiritual religion. That's my king. He's the miracle of the ages. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He is the only one able to supply all our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He's the almighty God who guides and keeps all of his people. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek. That's my king. Do you know him? Well, my king is a king of knowledge. He is the wellspring of wisdom. He is the doorway of deliverance. He is the pathway of peace. He is the roadway of righteousness. He is the highway of holiness. And he is the gate of glory. He is the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislatures. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He is the king of kings, and he's the lord of lords. That's my king. 
His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you, but he's indescribable. That's my king. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible, and he's irresistible. I'm telling you this, that the heavens of heavens can't contain him, let alone explain him. And you can't get him out of your mind, and you can't get him off your hands. You can't outlive him. You can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree about him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. He always has been. He always will be. I'm talking about the fact he had no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There's nobody before him. There'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. That's my king. That's my king. Time, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Well, all the power belongs to my king. Thine is the power, yea, and the glory. When we try we try to get prestige and honor and glory for ourselves, but the glory is all his. Yes, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever. And when you get through with all the evers, well then, amen. That's my king. That's who we're going to talk to now. So find a place tonight, if you would, please, and talk to this person that I just described to you. You say, I don't think he can answer this prayer. There is no prayer that he cannot answer. Talk to the Lord tonight, if you would, please.